How are you this morning? I brought you lots of food. I'm sure better now. I you didn't have to. I didn't. I didn't say, "Hey, get me food." I just said, "Hey, are you in the drive-through?" <laughs> That's it. And I then I might why. have said, "Fuck," but that did not imply <laughs> your deduction skills are not great. Just, How dare you? That's not what I said. I have pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Shelf Checkout. I'm Sonia. And I'm Araceli. And today we're going to talk about books versus movies, but specifically... One specific book and yes. movie. So it's going to be... Um, well, the movie came out as Chaos Walking, mm-hmm. but it's based on the first book of the Chaos Walking trilogy by Patrick Ness, and that is The Knife of Never Letting Go, which was very good. It was a very, very good book. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the movie, which was also, you know, you'll just find out. Yes. So. <laughs> I'll tell you our thoughts in a second. Before we get into kind of comparing what we thought of both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, first, we're going to go with what we have recently finished or are currently reading. What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> so I did just finish uh, Get a Life, Chloe Brown, which was really, really, really good. I know. Five stars. Um I'm so happy. That makes me so happy. I love when people love the books that I love. I'm not going to talk about it too much because we've already talked about it on the podcast, but it is a really good love story, and it does deal very realistically with real issues that both the main characters have, and they like work on it together, and it was just fucking beautiful. I oh. love her flawed character. She writes them so well. Like, they're, they're like real people. I haven't read any other ones, but this one was really good. So I, 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 I can't speak to that experience. But she does. Okay. I'm telling you, she does. <laughs> the, they're the same as the first one. She writes them so realistically, and they're amazing. It's not like their problems are fixed at the end, which I like. It's like they're working through them. Mm-hmm. Together. <laughs> so good. Um, but then I was also going to talk about The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang, which I read... Uh, a little bit ago, which was also really cute. It's a graphic novel, which is about a seamstress who worked at a boutique and who one day makes a risque dress for a society lady and gets in trouble for it, but also catches the dress catches the eye of a royal. Um, and so he, I mean, they hire her. <laughs> I mean, you know, anyways. Um, they hire her and she doesn't realize at first but it's actually the prince and he wants her to make dresses for him and he likes to dress up in them and go out at night and I, it doesn't really speak to whether or not he's transgender or transsexual I think it's just he just about, dresses in drag yeah it's just about him feeling most comfortable when he's dressed in drag mm. and it's such a cute story and I loved I was not expecting this I was expecting it to be a platonic relationship but then I was pleasantly surprised at the end of the book mm-hmm. they fall in love and that was so Aww. cute mm. I like that because that's such an mm. unusual topic for especially a child is this a children's book um, I would say middle grade, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but for really any yeah. age. Like, I never hear about a book about no. someone in drag. If it's a book, it's usually 
about their sexuality, mm-hmm. not like, but the, dressing in drag has nothing to do with sexuality. So no, that's yeah. that's interesting. I need to read that. It was so good. I just remembered the ending because it also delves a lot about with his relationship with his father, the king, and how that plays out after he finds out what his son Aww. has been doing. And oh my God, my heart. It was really good. Highly recommend. It's on my list. I think I even had it checked out, but you know me. I check shit out and then don't read it. (laughs) Um, Hold on to it. That's why I thought you had read it, because I remember seeing it on your desk, and I was like, oh, she's read this one. No, (laughs) not yet. I need to. But then so many other good books come out, and then I grab those. Grabbing novels are so exciting. You know what? I'm really enjoying them, though. Mm -hmm. I'm loving graphic novels. Um, Because they're quick, you're still getting the story in a quicker format but also i just really appreciate the artwork yes so what i've just read is um both of the check please books by ngozi ukazu maybe i think so don't know how to say the name i should have looked it up i apologize but very very good Mm. so cute oh my god like i finished the first one and immediately had to get the second one Took it from you. I did bring it back now, though. Okay. Um, yeah, because I was still... I had just started reading it, so but I knew she would be quicker. It's so good. I think I read the second one in a day. It's so good. <laughs> like, I just ugh, love everyone <laughs> so much. And that's why I'm liking graphic novels, though. So I'm not going to talk about it much because you already talked about the first one, and mm. I obviously can't talk about the second one. No, um, bitch. It's so good, though, because I'm remembering <laughs> something now. I almost cried. Aww. Anyway, sorry. Um, you can't tell me. It's very good. Um, no, but I'm liking graphic novels because, I mean, this one, yes, was a cute kind of graphic mm-hmm. novel. But the fact that it's quick and I'm still able to connect with the characters, even though it's a shorter story. Mm. And it's just, it's so good. I think the art helps to kind of connect with them. Um, But the other graphic novel I read was Lighter Than My Shadow by Katie Green, which was a whole different level. This was a 500 page graphic novel. So that alone was different because I've never read one that big. Mm. Um, This dealt with topics though. I mean, so it's a autobiographical graphic novel. Um, where the author kind of talks about her anxiety and how it started when she was little um, as just being her really picky about eating and then kind of developed into an eating disorder and kind of you can tell the entire way that the book isn't really talking about eating disorders and like body image like it does deal with that but it's also just about her like anxiety and need for control Mm. and that's what drove her or her eating disorders Um, And then goes into, like, she ended up in the hospital because it was that, like, she'd lost that much weight. They're like, if she doesn't immediately, like, the doctor gave her the option. You can either start eating or you can end up in the hospital on a tube. But whatever you do needs to happen now. And her trying to, like, she couldn't bring herself to eat. She couldn't do it. Like, she just, she's like, you guys don't understand that there's a voice in my brain who's literally telling me I cannot eat. If I eat, I am disgusting. I'm a monster. Like it was like really delve into what it's like, like the art, everything. So it was simplistic. It was a really simplistic art style, but like 
like at that point when she's trying to describe what it's like, like it's like her head's cracking open. Like oh, it's wow. it was just like it was really descriptive. Um, and then goes into where she got a counselor and then something was fishy with the counselor. And I was so upset. I had to like send you voice messages <laughs> in the middle of the night. Like, I'm not, this is, I'm not comfortable with this. Something's about to happen. I was very, it made me anxious reading it. Yeah. Um, but it, I read the, the whole thing and it was, it was really, really good. It was really good. It definitely dealt with a lot. It was darker than I thought it was going to be going in because I thought it was just about anxiety and it dealt with um, sexual assault and eating disorders and, um, you know, therapy and different things. But again, graphic novels for, yes, it was a 500 page book, but a lot of it was just like huge art drawings of renderings of what it was like in her mind, like how to picture that. Oh, okay. So even though it was physically a long book. I like graphic novels lately because of how they're able to portray the story to you and how you can still connect with something when there's not, even though there's not many, that many words, you can still connect with these characters yeah. through the art and through it. So I'm, I'm really enjoying graphic novels. Two very different ones. Yes. <laughs> I read Lighter Than My Shadow and then had to recheck, please, because I was like, I need something light because that was so dark. Yeah. Um, but both really, really, really good. If you, like, I don't. You know how people give trigger warnings for books, mm-hmm. and I like I do understand why. Yeah. But this is one that I definitely would give one for, because of how deep it went into it. Mm-hmm. It could definitely trigger someone. Like yeah. it was, it was bad, <laughs> but it was it was a very good book. So if you want to learn about that kind of stuff, read the book. Um. So moving on from the books that we've read, both funny Whether and really sweet and. <laughs> Darker, all very good, just very yeah. different. Um, one that we both have read is Knife of Never Letting Go by Patrick Ness. Yes. This um, is one of your favorites. Yeah, a little backstory for me. Um, it I read this series when I was in high school. Um, I read all three when they came out. Um, and I have been waiting for the movie <laughs> for years. How many years, though? Because you say you guys, that. Or fans, you know. Um, I don't remember. Because if so, I was curious, though, watching it, because I expected from, like, you saying years that he was going to look different and they had to go back and reshoot scenes. Like, would there have been a difference? No, 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 no. I've been waiting for it since they announced that it was going to come out, like, be a movie. Oh, so it's been in development for years. Yes. Oh. That's what I meant. Yeah, it's been in development for years. I mean, um... Actual shooting was like two or three years. It's still a while for a movie. Yeah, it was. Um, but I've been waiting for it since it started in development, which took a while in it of itself because it went through several directors and several screenwriters because it's a very complex story. And it, yes. it takes a certain like, hand to tell it well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been waiting for it for several years i think it said 2011 but i'm not oh damn that is a while yeah it's been years and years and if you guys are fans like there was a there's a twitter account that i used to follow that was just like updates about the movie and they were like it's been 84 years they would post that gif (laughs) all the time (laughs) but yeah and then when they actually finally cast it and filmed it um which i think was two or three years ago two or three or four years ago um they had bad um, screenings mm. of the movies, so apparently what was put Something on the Something in the storyline. 
no, what, what the soundbite that was put on the internet was that the movie was unwatchable. <laughs> so they had to go and rework it and years of reshoots. And they caught Tom and Daisy like right before they got big. Mm. So after that, trying to get the reshoots in. With their schedules and especially yeah. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Was a nightmare. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that's why it took so long to finally get it. But it has arrived. We got it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like we went and saw it the weekend it came out. Yes, and those motherfuckers. Only for <laughs> sorry. Um, theater only. Like, what are you trying to do here? Like, clearly they don't want a sequel. Yeah, I don't understand that. Not now. Mm-hmm. Not with everything. Yeah. How do you not? My only thinking is it has to have been something where they just didn't find a buyer in time because the buyers are so, like, HBO Max especially. Like, mm-hmm. they have their lineup of, these. Are, this is what they're coming out with this year. This is what they're coming out in 2022. Mm-hmm. So maybe with the reshoots and stuff, they just didn't get a buyer in time. And now everyone has their lineups. But maybe. still, Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Like, why did Disney not snatch that up? I, mean, I assume production company yeah. politics. Anyways, theaters only pissed me yeah, off too because I'm too. like I'm not gonna see it. When there's am no I have time. Yeah, that and there's no, no theater here. Yeah, where, where we, we live. live. And the ones closest are only open on the weekend, mm-hmm. like weekdays. They're closed. And we don't have the same schedule, so we were gonna see it without the other one. But still, <laughs> you know, like said, we would see it together, and then it's like uh, forget it. I'm seeing it like, when I'm seeing I, it. The earliest available chance I get, I'm gonna go watch it. Whether you can or not. <laughs> Left me behind. Um, but we did get to see it together. Yes. It was I, I liked it. It was I good. I did like it, yeah. I liked that Patrick Ness was involved in the screen <clears throat> with the screenwriting yeah. mm-hmm. because you can tell that like the even essence, with the changes, yeah. the story was mm-hmm. still there. So that was good. And the main thing that I really liked, especially mainly for the protagonists, was the essence of their characters was still mm-hmm. there, too. It was really good. Yeah. Tom Holland did such a great job. He really did. He really did. He played Todd so well, and he was, like, dumb but innocent but sweet way. Because like, he is a really innocent character. Yeah, he so is. To, to kind of compare... Too. Yeah, to kind of compare... S- a little bit between the book and we're not going to do everything obviously because right. if you haven't seen it go see it if you mm. can because it's theaters only but go <laughs> see it <laughs> sorry a little bitter um, yeah go see it if you can because it's really really good yeah but in the book tom is a really innocent mm-hmm. character who just todd? has to go sorry todd <laughs> tom is the actor I, <laughs> so in the book todd is a really innocent character who just has to go through a lot and is like discovering a lot and mm-hmm. your heart's just like breaking for him the entire yeah. time because he's so innocent though yeah and he played that so well did tom, tom i will <laughs> we're gonna confuse him just ignore that um the only thing that i thought is yes he played the innocent so well and mm. kind of the struggle of him trying to get through everything that he's trying to get to get through and mm. discovering shit along the way I didn't feel as much heartbreak as I did in the book. And that could just be because books are usually, you know, you have more time. You have, Mm. you're better able to describe the inner workings of someone's mind. So even though he did so well on this character, like he did so good, 
my heart just didn't break as much as it did as it, it did in the book. Because in the book, from the beginning, it was like, this poor boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And in the movie, it was just like, oh, poor Tom. <laughs> I feel like the thing was, the main difference I'm thinking of right now is like, it felt like movie Todd handled everything better Yeah. than book Todd. Book Todd was like so upset. <laughs> he was so upset. He was just like... Like, well, what because, is happening? He was just so frustrated because he didn't understand. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. He he found out so much more. Like, it was constant. He would discover something that changed the way that he viewed everything because, mm-hmm. you know, he had been lied to. Mm-hmm. And then another one. And then another one. And it mm-hmm. was just, like, after the other. And the movie, obviously, time limitations. Yeah, yeah. But... He did seem like he had a better, he was better able to like just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Where the book was like, what yeah, else is there? Is <laughs> like, yeah. What else is going to happen? But he did, you know, actually, he did play even those moments well because I'm thinking of like when they're in that, when they get to their first settlement. destination yeah. settlement, um, when he discovers something and he's like, you remember the moment yeah, when he's when outside he pacing out. yeah, yeah, and like yeah. freaking out? Mm-hmm. Ugh. That could just be the actor though. Tom Holland crying. Yeah. Gets me every time because I don't know what it is about his He's got acting. Got a little baby face that is so the tears. Yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> no, just fangirling. But Daisy Ridley played Viola really, really well. Yes, she did. I love Again, how she played her very well. She made her not that she's unlikable in the books. She can be sometimes. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. She made her a little bit more like. Um, compassionate it feels yeah. like because it feels like in the book Viola is very analytical and like doesn't understand why they're not doing it the way they should be doing it very much goal oriented like yeah. she has a mission and she mm-hmm. needs to go complete mm-hmm. that whereas in the movie it did feel like she was a bit more caring mm-hmm. but she did because in the book I, I don't necessarily I didn't connect with Viola that much because mm-hmm. Todd just kind of takes up your yeah. entire like so you just feel so bad, but in the movie, oh, yeah. Sorry. Don't <laughs> but we started that. But in the movie, yeah, I did. I really loved how she played her. Mm-hmm. You did feel a lot more for her. At least I did. Yeah. About like what she was also going through. Yeah. Because it feels like she holds that a lot back in the book. Yeah. And maybe it was just seeing it. And maybe it's also because you're in the book. You're from the perspective of Todd, who has grown up being yeah. able to like know without trying what everyone else is mm-hmm. feeling so he's not able to read her as well so it doesn't come across mm-hmm. like she's going through anything because he can't see he it. He can't tell. Yeah. yeah. And in the movie you can like see the mm-hmm. expressions. You can see what she's struggling with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That was good. And But even with those changes though it really did stay true to yeah. the story. Especially how crazy Preacher is. Although oh, he... Yeah. Like, he's crazy in the story, but in the movie was, like, I don't know. Sounds a mother shit. Yeah. Like, it, it felt more... One thing I will say about the antagonists of the story, whereas in the book they felt more like a cohesive group that, mm-hmm. like, worked together and were working with each other to be assholes. Yes. Um, in the movie, it felt like they all had their own agenda. And they yes. were all trying to do their own thing and were kind of, like, working against each other but like towards the same direction but like not not against each other but it was more like they had the same goal 
so they weren't necessarily working together, but they well, they didn't have the same goal. But in finding them, well, yeah, like they were both doing whatever they could to find them, even mm-hmm. though their like end goal was different. Yeah, so they weren't working together. They were more like they were working alongside each other, and if they could yeah. help each other, they would. Yeah, um, but they didn't care. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference is the mayor. The mayor, yes. I would say the biggest difference was the mayor and Manchi. Yeah, because Manchi had a. As Not that he didn't have significance, role, yeah. but... And I think they did that on purpose, just to make... Not to break my heart? Yeah, just okay. to make the scene, which they did include in the movie, which I was surprised by, um, just to make that even, like, less traumatizing. Is that why it was book? unwatchable? Oh, my God. What did they do to that dog? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but the mayor is, is the biggest difference for me, who mm-hmm. hadn't... I haven't read the series. I've only... At that point, I'd only read the first book. I have since started the second one, but f- so for me coming into this new, mm-hmm. the mayor was the biggest difference. But I still felt like, like he was different in his relationship with Todd. Yeah. That was the biggest difference in the book. Mm-hmm. But it still, not having read the rest of the series, it still felt like a very smart villain. Mm. who is very manipulative and yeah. very and that is who he is in the book mm. so it still stayed true to him uh see that my thing was that to the relationship that him and todd had but also like i having read the whole series have a very like i don't know i like put the mayor on like a certain level of like he's like so smart and so manipulative and so, like he is masterful with the mm-hmm. way he does shit and it felt in the movie it felt more like he was still manipulative and still smart but it felt more like he was like doing it on the spot as opposed to having thought about it for like so long and knowing exactly yeah. how he was gonna move like it is in the books I would agree with that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because in the movie, it is him being smart to, but in adapting to the situations, whereas the books. But but see, but you've read the whole series. Yeah, I have. So having just read the first book when we saw that movie, Mm -hmm. it still felt like that. Because you don't realize until the very end of the book how smart and how masterful he was. So you're going through the entire book just like... He's very smart. He's figuring shit out. He's one step ahead. And it felt like that in the in the book as well. Like he probably didn't have a handle on everything, but was able mm. to very easily adapt to stay that one step ahead. Mm. So it that that to me still felt like the mayor. Like he was still smart. He was still evil. Mm-hmm. Until the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when in the book you realize he's like a hundred steps ahead. Yeah. And in the movie. That was a very different ending. <laughs> yeah, that was a very different ending. I was surprised by that. And you know what? When I had watched the movie, I was surprised by how much Davy Prentice was in the movie. And then that reminded me. But and I was like, he's not in the first book that much. But then I was rereading the first book, and he actually does yeah, he quite is. a bit. And I forgot about that, because I associate his relationship with Todd from later books. Because mm-hmm. they do slight spoilers. They do develop more of a relationship, um, but I didn't remember him being such a big part in the first book, because in the first book, it's pretty much him and Aaron who are, like, the antagonists. Yeah, I think Davy does have a, 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 I mean, he does have 
moments and stuff in the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in there quite a bit, but you're it's so overshadowed by how Aaron. off the freaking rails yeah. Aaron is and yeah. how untouchable he seems. Mm. Whereas in the movie, he's it's crazy. More like he's crazy, but it's not like he's like this all powerful like which is kind of how he came off in the book it is it's like you could not get rid of that bitch no but in the movie it was more like he was pursuing them the whole time Mm -hmm. and maybe if he had more interactions with todd in the movie that would have felt like that but and the interactions crazy came off right um the interactions that davy had with todd in the movie felt more like more playful I don't want to say playful but like less serious than they did in the book because in Mm -hmm. the book he was always trying to like hurt him mm-hmm. that's Whereas true in the movie it didn't really seem like that it seemed like he was like going along with his dad and his dad was the one who's trying to hurt him you know what though i think again that kind of ties back into todd in the movie had a better handle on stuff mm. because i'm thinking of one of like the first scenes todd had a lot better control over his noise and was able to use that to stand up to Davy. Whereas in the book, Todd is so freaking helpless. Yeah. Davy is in a more powerful position and can treat him that way and can try to hurt him. Mm. But in the movie, Todd was a bit stronger and they were just pitted against each other. Mm. Having read book two, it's more similar to book two. Yeah. That was one takeaway I had from it was a lot of the which makes me wonder if they are planning for the, the all three. Because, I don't see how. Yeah, I don't Not see with the how way the with first the one ended. Ending. Yeah, but then also it felt like a lot of the essence of the second and third book were in this one. Not so much like what happened, but mm-hmm. like the essence of the way the character's relationship develops mm-hmm. between the, all of them. It's almost like this movie went into it as if yeah. it was going to be all three of it in one yeah <clears throat> which again if it's called chaos walking i assumed it was a one and done movie i don't see how there could be a sequel my brain was not thinking that but that is a good point overall though i i think it did good especially if there's not going to be a second movie mm-hmm. i think it kind of captured the spirit of or at least so far of what i know of the series yeah Definitely the first book at the very least, because things take a very dark, somber turn in the second and the third books. Um, so it definitely captured the, I mean, it, it was already very dark, like the subject matter in the first one was already like not great, but then things get a little bit worse. Um, so mm-hmm. definitely the first book. Say maybe that's why it was unwatchable because it stayed too close to the book, and everyone's like, "This is fucking depressing. We can't do this for for two hours. Yeah, lighten this bitch up." That's a good point, maybe. So um, yeah, overall, I mean, I don't see how they do a second one. If they do, obviously, I'm going to watch it because so far the series has been really, really good. Really good, so good. I fucking love it. Oh, sorry. The books are so much better. The I'm good, but the books are so much better. I'm in the process of rereading the series, and I just, uh, I love it so much. The feelings. Yes. So strong. My reactions are so strong to everything that's going on in this book. It's mm. just, just, I want to say, like, it's not great how much I'm feeling, <laughs> but it's, the book's amazing. Yes, it is. So, highly recommend both movie mm-hmm. and book. So that is what we thought about the movie versus the book. Um, so we're going to move on to our bookish query. On a similar note, um, 
the bookish query today is would you rather have your favorite book made into favorite or perfect movie or would you rather have your favorite movie made into a perfect book Ooh, because there's pros and cons for both like movie you get to see the visual representation and then the latter a book you get to delve so much more into like their mentality yeah that's got the motivation mm. stuff like that I know this might be hard for you what with not being able to pick your favorite so like one of your favorites see but the thing is a lot of my favorites are already based on books so I already <laughs> have the book and the movie <laughs> Pride and Prejudice I have both um I'm going to, I'm still, I'm going to have to go with book as much as I love seeing like just beautiful movies and like, there's something about seeing the character mm -hmm. in, you know, in real life. Well, not real life, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, you just, you get so much deeper with the books and the books are always better. Mm -hmm. The only thing I worry though about having my favorite movie made into a book is what if you get into the mindset and to the motivations and you're no. like, oh, this character's horrible. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to say book, but there, it's a risk. Because mm -hmm. the people that I love are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, they are. No offense. I would no love offense. to see Vicious as a movie. Mm. Fucking love Eli. I'm telling you, I already do. Eli? Or fucking not. No, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what's Victor? happening? Victor. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Victor. Um, so bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> What's your answer to this? I think, honestly, I would have to go with book. Not, like, book to movie. Book to movie? Yeah. Oh, you want the movie. Yeah, because a lot of my favorite movies are more, like... What? Like, oh, you want the movie? Like, you didn't just say that. I was just like, oh. <laughs> this outrage. Um, a lot of my favorite movies are like fluffy, like weird things. So I don't know how well they would translate to books. Because I don't think I would want to read something like that. Like Miss Congeniality or um. Legally Blonde or what's the one that you just said? The Greatest Showman. Oh. <laughs> I would. I would read that. You would? Hell yes. Mm. To find out more about, like, what his mind was going through when he fucking leaves his family. Anyways. Like, <laughs> uh, I think we know. But also everyone else. Um, I would. I, I think it would be an amazing book mm. if it was written correctly. Yeah. I don't know. I, but I'm nosy. I like to be inside people's heads. So. Mm. I think I'd rather, like, some of my favorite books see them visually. Because, like you said, there's something about seeing the characters and the world. And especially when it's done by, like, a great cinematographer and director, they have a way of capturing it and, like, making things beautiful. That's true, though, because even The Greatest Showman, like, it was just so... Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yes. And I would my mind have been able to come up with just how that looked and how everything was? Probably not. Mm -mm. I don't know. No. And Black Panther too. I love oh, the that was so good. way that was presented. It was so good. 
See, but again, I'm like, the story in that was so good. What would the mm. book be like? Because the fact that, you know, the villain was... Like, he had his points for mm-hmm. doing what he did. Like, to get that would mm. be amazing. Um, and there is something about, like, the visual representation, like you said, that... Because mm. I'm thinking of the Shadow and Bone, or the Grishaverse series that's about to come out. I read the first book, and it was okay. It wasn't, like, the best... Um, at least when I read, I kind of want to, I want to revisit it now though, because Mm -hmm. now that I saw the trailer and I kind of see that world and like, see what the darkling looks like. I kind (laughs) of, sorry, Ben Barnes is fucking amazing. Um, I want to, now I want to go reread the books because I'm like, like you see it. So they're Mm -hmm. like, want, I want to go visit the books again. Whereas the books, I was like, oh, I didn't continue the series, but then that means nothing. I don't continue any series. That's true. I don't know. I, I'm still going to say book. Mm-hmm. Just I feel like you get so much more. Yeah. So I would, and I'm trying to think of a movie that I love where that was not already a book. But it's so hard for me to pick favorites. It really is. <laughs> it really is. I, have so, I have issues, dude. I'm still going with movie. There's so many amazing books that would make such great movies. If they were done right, though, because yeah. I'm assuming... I mean, you did say perfect. I movie. said it would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> but, like, you know how long those movies would have to be? I don't care. God. We would sit through them. I mean, I would, though. <laughs> they, they have the technology now. We can pause and take a break if we want. I don't... But even, but even if you were to have the longest movie of of your book you still aren't getting like you're getting the visual representation you're, and you're mm-hmm. getting all that but you're not getting yeah but you already have that like the inner like because you read the book yeah because of, mm. you already know what the character is feeling well then you have the same thing the other way you have the movie and now you have the perfect book <laughs> it's the same thing yeah but my thing is like it's so hard for me to think of because movies are made in that format of like they're trying to put the point across like in such a short time it's so hard for me to conceptualize like being inside their heads because I'm just like there's nothing in their heads like that's messed up but I have a point like like, another one of my favorite movies is like I love Home Alone watch that every year but I want to read that book no Mm mm-hmm but it's like, I don't know. And then you get like nostalgic. I don't know. See, now you got me going over to your side, and I don't <laughs> like that. Uh, you, do, you have a good point, though. Damn. Like, unless one of your favorites is like Pulp Fiction or something like that, or Kill Bill, where like their inner monologue would be like fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know. You've You've convinced me enough. To where now I'm just fucking lost. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I'm struggling so much with this. It's just a question. Okay, I, 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 I changed my answer. I'm going over to your side. Because then you do have your, oh your book, which you already love. You have mm-hmm. all of that. Plus you're getting a perfect movie. That makes a lot more. Yes. Yay. Yes, I agree. You're, you're correct. Thank you. I already knew that, but thank you. One time, you're correct. One time in how many episodes? 
doubt it will ever happen again. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, in the shocking twist, that is us agreeing. Oh. Me taking stuff way too seriously. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening. Um, that was our discussion for today of the Knife of Never Letting Go book being turned into the movie Chaos Walking. It was very, very good. Highly recommend both the book series and the movie, although one is a little bit more intense than the other, so prepare for that. Um, if you have any other recommendations on books that were made into movies that you think we would like, uh, or that were very good, uh, let us know. Or that were very bad. <laughs> I would love to do that. Like a comparison of the terrible movie and oh, the yeah. decent book. What do you think was the book made into the worst interpretation of the movie? Let us know. I want to talk about that. <laughs> okay. You can reach us through email at bookshelfcheckout at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram. I'm at the bookish cactus. And I'm at the librarian in 3B. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.